want to welcome you back to day three of our look through 1 Peter chapter 3. Today's scripture that we're going to look at needs a big red urgent stamped across it. The truths that are contained in 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 8 are vital for every one of your relationships every single day. The truth is our relationships are fragile in this world. You don't have to be a rocket scientist or a psychologist to understand that one. And broken hearts come because of fragile relationships. That's not only true of dating and marriage, but it's true of relationships with everybody in your family, relationships with coworkers, with friends. Our relationships too often seem to bring more pain than joy. So what do we do? Just give up on relationships? Give up on people? Well, that's running from the problem and also running from one of the greatest sources of joy in your life. It's not answering the problem. So in verse 8, you see in very simple terms, Five attitudes to strengthen fragile relationships. What do you do? Verse 8 says this. Finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. That's how you do it. That's how you strengthen every relationship in your life. Let's look at these five. First, he says, live in harmony. Harmony is having the same mind. It's thinking in the same direction together. The word points to having a unity in the midst of our diversity. We're all different. We're all wired differently and made differently. It points to an ability to build relationships in spite of and even in light of our differences. Relationships that are built upon absolute unison and agreement, we have to be all alike all the time, they are extremely fragile because we're going to disagree at some point. So they're very easy to break. You strengthen a relationship when you recognize the value of harmony that we may have differences of opinion, but those differences can actually work together. You begin to value the differences of others and even praise God for those differences. That adds a foundation of strength to every fragile relationship that you have. Now, this is especially important in the midst of change. It's especially important in the midst of growth. If you're in a growing family, if you're in a growing church, that means that you not only have to learn to harmonize, you have to learn to reharmonize. If you're singing, and you change keys, you got to learn to reharmonize in that moment. It's like taking a small band and turning it into a large orchestra. You might still have the same instrument in your hands, but everyone has to be on their toes, really awake, to learn how to continue to play with harmony. Growth changes relationships. Growth in your family, growth in a church, it changes relationships. So you have to learn to reharmonize. Growth changes traditions. You have to learn to reharmonize. Growth brings new people into the mix. So you have to learn to reharmonize. You recognize the value of the differences of the people that are around you. That's one of the ways that we strengthen fragile relationships. Second way is through sympathy. Now, harmony is having the same mind. Sympathy is recognized we have the same hurts. We're all hurting. The moment you just look at your hurts, the relationships are going to get more and more fragile. You recognize everyone you talk to today is hurting in some way. And sympathy is more than just a pat on the head. It's going to be okay It's a true suffering with others. Or it can also be a true rejoicing with others. Sympathy with the good that's happening in their life. It's not just crying for someone. It's crying with someone. It's joining with them. Sympathy adds to relationships the strength of knowing that you're facing this together. And to be sympathetic, you have to open your heart to others. And that hurts. There's no doubt about it. That hurts because when they hurt, then you hurt. There is a price to be paid for strong relationships, but the price is worth it 
because it strengthens your relationships. If you keep relationships on a surface level, they're very fragile. They'll break almost instantly. But when you go to the depths of sympathy of hurting with someone, you have strengthened that relationship to its core. And he talks about a third thing that strengthens relationship. He calls it brotherly love. That means to be of the same family because the word he uses here, the word phileo, is the word for brotherly love, family love, in the, uh, in the New Testament, in the Greek language. We use this word phileo in our city name, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, phileo, family-like love. And that's the kind of love that strengthens every relationship. We're to treat one another as one of the family. And when it comes to family, you may love them, you may hate them, but you're stuck with them the rest of your life. So there's this idea that in love, we're gonna go through this together no matter what. Now, some of you need to begin to treat your families that way. Many of us need to because we have struggles in our families. But he's saying here that we need to treat every brother or sister in Christ that way. Phileo, this family love, is the recognition that we belong to each other. When you hurt, I hurt. When you have joy, I have joy in my life. It's one of the third ways to strengthen every relationship in your life. That is the third way. And then there's a fourth way. He says you have to be compassionate. And to be compassionate is recognizing that we have the same need. We all have the same need for compassion in our lives. Compassion is kind-hearted mercy. It is the willingness to give mercy to someone else. And mercy, you might recognize that word from what God does for us. God gives us his mercy. That's his undeserved love. I don't deserve God's love, but he gives me his love. And if you're waiting for people in your life to deserve your love before you love them, you're gonna have the most fragile relationships you can imagine. Because there is gonna come a day when they're undeserving. We all have days when we're undeserving. And there's gonna be a day when you're undeserving. So you have compassion. You have this kind-hearted mercy. Those who build strong relationships with others recognize that we all have the same needs for mercy and forgiveness. They don't demand perfection. They accept unconditionally. Now, they don't accept everything and say, it's all right, but they accept everything and say, despite that, I'm still gonna love you. Let's work through this together and get to a new place in your life. Now, this gets to the issue of forgiveness, and some of us, our relationships are fragile because we just can't find it in ourselves to forgive. When you can't find it in your heart to forgive, you've destroyed a relationship, obviously, probably more than one. You've also rejected the gift of the Lord because he tells us that he has forgiven us so that he could give us the gift, the power, to be able to forgive others. Unforgiveness, it's like a bitter cancer that eventually destroys all of your relationships. It makes them the most fragile relationships possible. So ask, ask God right now for a strength to forgive that you don't have in yourself. I know you may feel, I can't do it. That's okay. We can't do it on our own strength and power. Ask Jesus for a strength to forgive. Now, you may be feeling, I'm not willing to do it. Tell Jesus you're not willing and listen to what he has to say. Let him work in your heart. He can bring you to a place of forgiveness that'll be healing for all of your relationships, healing for your life. Then Peter talks about a fifth thing that you and I need to do in order for our relationships to be stronger, be humble. And that means that we recognize that we have the same worth. Humility recognizes that other person is as important as I am. That startling revelation that everyone else in this world is as important as you are will change your relationships forever. The word humility originally comes from the idea to bow down. And Christian love, Christian friendship bows down to one another. 
The only time Christians should knock heads is through bowing down towards one another. We're trying to be humble towards each other. We're trying to have this attitude of unselfish love, the kind of humility we've been talking about the last number of days together. The humility that recognizes who I am in Christ, my strengths and weaknesses, who you are in Christ, your strengths and weaknesses, but also who we are together, loved by Jesus, humbly recognizing that undeservingly we have been given his love. Now, as we pray together, I want to ask you to pray with me for strengthening of every one of your relationships. God can do this through these five simple things. So just pray, God, I pray for these five things in my life, that I'd recognize that we can have the same mind, that we have the same hurts, that we can be of the same family, that we have the same needs, that we have the same worth before you. And so I ask for these things in my life. I ask for a spirit of harmony, the ability to rejoice in the differences that I have with others. Give me a spirit of sympathy. Lord, help me to truly feel what other people feel, but also hurt when other people hurt. God, give me a family kind of love towards others that's going to stick with people no matter what. Give me a compassion towards others, a tender-hearted mercy, a forgiveness like you have towards me. And God, give me a humility. I ask for this through the power of Jesus Christ, knowing that he had all these qualities and knowing that I'm not going to have them without his power in me. So I ask that the power of Jesus would put these qualities into my life. Let your spirit empower me to have these five strengthening, relationship-strengthening qualities. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about one thing to never do and one thing to always do in your relationships. <music>